I was upset. I didn't think I had what it takes. It took a while to admit anything was wrong. Diet and exercise sounded intimidating. But small, easy goals made it easy to start. Every situation is different. There are many paths to victory, but the end goal is all the same. This is the Weight Loss Podcast with Matt and Courtney, a couple who committed to a strategy and lost a combined 100 kilograms. When it comes to weight loss, you don't just need encouragement, you need a strategy. Hello and welcome to the Weight Loss Podcast. My name is Courtney and next to me as always is Matt. Hello. And welcome, basically. Welcome to the best weight loss podcast ever. Ever. Yep. Ever. The best podcast called the Weight Loss Podcast of all time. (laughs) Yes, definitely welcome and want to give a quick thank you and shout out to those of you who gave us some love um, from last week's episode. Love that it was so popular because it was just, it really was a discussion point that I think was uh, long overdue and not enough people talk about it. And the response that we got from that episode really just nailed home the fact that not enough people talk about it. Um, And it was, I think, really helpful for a lot of people. So thank you for those of you who downloaded that episode and who gave us some love for it. Yeah, I'll second that. Um, a, a good discussion that was clearly a worthwhile one based on the reception. Yeah. Which then means there should be more uh, like that from us. Yeah, I think we'll do uh, some more on that sort of topic in the future because obviously it's something that hit a chord with a lot of people. The other thing that tended to hit a lot of uh, a chord with a lot of people from last week's episode was the introduction. Um and those of you who listened to already to last week's episode will know what I'm talking about. I raced Matt um, in a running race, which we timed. So it wasn't really a head-to-head race. It was more of a timed race. A time trial. And I kicked his ass. And <laughs> okay. I, okay. I, I, I won up to my own PB. But Matt has something to share. Matt, what happened this week? Nothing special. Just what I knew would happen. And what's that? I took two minutes off your personal best time. (laughs) Boom! And on that note, (laughs) let's have a drink, shall we? (laughs) Open your sparkling water like it's champagne. Oh No, actually, you know what it tastes like? It tastes like victory. Mm, Lime-infused victory. Oh my God, this is what I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. Um, Well, hey... You poke the bear, you get the claws. No, it is funny, but yes, yes. Very well done to Matt. Um, I thought I would definitely give him a shout out. It needed to go recognised. Well, I wasn't going to mention it. I know. I wanted to mention it because it's really good. He knocked two two minutes off. I have not done that same time trial this week, so I'm waiting. I've been um, had a bit of a niggly shoulder, so I've been giving my body a rest this week, and I'll probably... <laughs> niggly shoulder. Oh, please. I'll get a note from my physio. <laughs> I, um, I'll probably do the same thing next week, but probably the week after that, I think I'll be back um, at it, and I have a new record to try to Here beat. So yep. we'll give him his time while I'm down and out, but we'll just wait and wait and see how that goes. So but. when you're back at it, like within the next two two weeks, two months, three years, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll get him later. Yeah, sure thing, love. Go okay. for it. Cool story, bro. 
Anyway, we're moving straight on to today's topic, which is another discussion topic for us today. We were going to do a podcast on something else, but this is something that came up this week and we thought it was really uh, important. We've hot-shotted this one. We hot-shotted this one in this week because we thought it was fresh in our minds. It was a really good um, story to share. You called an audible, Courtney. A what? An audible. You're changing the play. I did. I did. I have changed the play. Um, Because I think that while it's fresh in our minds, we need to get it um, out in the open because I think it is something that could help other people. Um, And it's just a really good, um, uplifting story to be able to share. So. And the longer we wait, the more chance there is of us forgetting it. Correct. (laughs) Correct. Let's be honest about it. So on uh, Thursday? Thursday. Thursday. A business colleague? Yeah. Of, of Matt's, we were in a sort of business meeting where lots of different businesses, this particular... A networking ge- breakfast, shall yes, we say. Yes, and this particular um, gentleman doesn't work in the fitness industry. So this breakfast was all different uh, small business owners and we uh, were talking about just different stuff, how businesses were going. And this one uh, gentleman um, got up in front of everybody to thank Matt personally. And... We were sort of taken aback for a second and he just told a story, uh, a brief story about how he has a friend who is going through a rough time at the moment and he has been uh, showing this friend Matt's stories, his bio, um, a lot of the stuff he's been writing and speaking about um, with his, in terms of his weight loss and he made the point of saying that this friend of his that's going through a really hard time at the moment his struggles are not weight related. They are other things. He didn't elaborate. We didn't ask. It's not the important part of the story. The important part of the story was that it wasn't weight related. It was some other part of his life that he was struggling with. But this business colleague found Matt's life story so inspirational that he was sharing it with his friend in the purposes of, of, trying to get his friend to see that it doesn't matter how bad it gets you can still turn it around and he was using that story as an inspiration for other parts of life not just related to weight loss and I thought that was really interesting and really touching because obviously Matt and I most of our life is based around the idea of weight loss and the fitness industry Um, it's what we do for a living it's what our backgrounds are It's when most people tell us that our stories have inspired them in some way, which has happened in the past. It's usually always based around that reason. It's based around that they've used inspiration from our stories to help them lose weight um, or someone that they know lose weight, which is fantastic and we love hearing that. But it's the first time I can remember, I don't know about you, Matt, but it's the first time I can remember somebody saying that they've used one of our stories as inspiration for somebody just to help them through a really hard time that wasn't related around our fat loss. So I, I just took it as a really, um, I was really touched by it actually and I, I really was taken aback to think that, oh, of course, like I never thought about it in those terms, but of course our stories can be used for so many other things. It doesn't just have to inspire weight loss. Um, so that was really what I wanted to share today. Matt, have you ever had that happen to you before where someone has told you that they've used your, your story as inspiration, but it's not been about 
fat loss or weight loss? Um, not that I can remember, hmm. but I wouldn't rule it out. Um, and this is probably where this discussion is going to head because this whole time when you've been setting this up, I've been thinking to myself, this isn't a big deal. But isn't that the reaction that we have? Yeah, I when someone, agree. When someone says, oh, you're, you've legitimately inspired me, it's so easy just to toss it aside. Yes. Because, yes. Um, and I was guilty of that in the last five minutes. And I yeah. thought, well, thought, hang on, I'm doing what we always do, downplaying it. We're so quick to downplay our own story. We're so quick to downplay everything from compliments to... You know, and that's basically what it is. It's a compliment. Someone's giving you a compliment by saying, thank you so much for sharing your, being so open with your struggles and your story because it's inspired my friend because of A, B, and C. And that basically is a compliment. And by, you know, I think just as human beings, we're so quick to just shut that down and say oh well it doesn't matter like oh well thanks and in our minds you know we're polite to the person by saying oh thanks that's really nice of you and in our minds we're thinking oh god you know wouldn't I think it would be that big of a deal but to that person it is and we're sort of you know we're downplaying our own um, achievements by not accepting that that compliment I think that's one of the hardest things to do is accept a compliment well, we're guilty of that. Oh, absolutely. As much as anyone. Absolutely, and and I think that that's one of the that's one of the big things as well, Matt. As I took out of it, because I was like you when when he first saw that, heard that, I thought there was one half of my brain thinking, "Wow, you know, I've never heard someone say that one of our stories has inspired somebody, not and it not being about body transformation." But then on the other hand, I was thinking. Oh, that's why would why would that why would that inspire somebody? Because of the attitude behind it, mm. and I think this opens up a larger discussion about the effects that you can have on people by making your own change. Yeah, and I I think those are the two main points that I think that we should touch on here, Matt. Which is a about accepting compliments, which is a big <laughs> problem, and b which is if you hadn't have being so open about your struggles and where you came from and your successes but also your failures, then potentially you don't open yourself up to helping other people and inspiring others around you. Well, you definitely don't. And that's one of the things I think that I know I struggled with back when we first met, which was putting my stuff out there, putting my voice out there. Yes. I was very, I, I struggled a lot with that. Matt and I used to fight about it all the time. Mm, um, we used good to have screaming matches about it. I don't know how we ever ended up getting to marriage. <laughs> oh, easy, because you can't live without me. I think we all words. <laughs> Wasn't that what it was? Like, Matt, I can't bear to be without you. I know I'm punching so far above my weight with a handsome man like you. Please take me. And I said, yeah, you know what? Sure. Yeah, You're okay. Pretty girl. Okay, so we're back to reality now. Um, But, you know, we, in all seriousness, we did used to fight about this a lot because it was really hard for me to put myself out there in the beginning. It is hard. And, you know, it's just the same, the same fears that you would, you would imagine that I had that were things like fear of looking silly, um, fear of criticism, criticism, 
Definitely. Looking bad. Ab- absolutely. No one wants to look bad. I, I mean, also, who goes out in life and thinks, oh, I'm going to look stupid today um, and I'm happy about it? I think it is also people, and this is natural, being uncomfortable with the idea of being vulnerable. Yeah. Yep. Because it shows weakness. Yet, well, that's what we think it does. But mm. in fact, it actually shows strength. Was well, a very uncomfortable uh, position to be in when you're very open and vulnerable. It's sort of because you've taken down those shields that you usually you've you've developed to um, protect yourself. It's hard at the start, mm. but it does get easier as you do it. Um, as I'm sure you can agree with me on this one, because you take more ownership of it and it starts bothering you less. Absolutely. Because if you if you haven't got an issue with it, other people's issues you don't give a fuck about. Yeah, and I've learned that slowly over the past five years. It was a real process for me, but there was just sort of, I got to a point where I just sort of said, you know, I don't give a shit. And if I can't start laughing at myself and being able to, if when I when I do do stupid stuff, which is quite often, to be to be fair, I'm, I'm daily, known, as a matter of fact, I'm known yes. to do and yes. say really stupid things often. Um, that. If I can't turn around and laugh at myself and think, what the hell, where did that come from? Then, of course, that opens up the, you know, the fears of, you know, feeling silly and other people are judging me, things like that. But once I'd realized that if I just laughed at myself and just sort of admitted that I had just said something stupid or I had just tripped over, like, and I could laugh at myself for it because that also happens quite a lot. Um, then who cares? Like at the end of the day, it's not, it's not going to be the end of the world. It's not going to be the end of the world if someone else laughs at me as well. It's not going to be the end of the world if somebody looks at my photos and writes something online that doesn't, is not great, you know? Um, I have been lucky where I haven't experienced the online bullying side of things because that isn't okay and that does take it too far. But if people look at my photos online or read my story and don't find inspiration from it or don't particularly connect with it, then, you know, I can't worry about those sort of things. Um, but you're right. A lot of that, you know, putting yourself out there is really hard for a lot of people at the start. Um, I mean, when was it the first time that you put your story out there, Matt? Um, when I first became a PT. How many years ago was that? What, like nine, <laughs> eight? Uh Mm. Uh, it'll be eight, eight year anniversary, uh, about around the middle of this year. Mm. Uh, but I realized when I was getting into the industry that, you know, that you've got to be able to make yourself stand out. Yeah. And that has been a, that's the first time I really did it. But I've always had this, this thing th- over the years where I just stopped thinking it actually is a big deal. Mm. when to me it's normal and this is what anyone that goes through their own transformation will know about where to you it's your life and it's normal but to other people it can actually have a big impact uh, and can make a big difference a big positive difference and so I had to I had to sort of show off where I've come from when I first became a PT because you Courtney you can Go with me on this one. How many PTs are in the world? Oh, everyone. Um, Everyone's personal trainer. It's, it's not exactly the hardest qualification to get uh, in terms of the, the academics behind it, but 
Now, what, what really matters with being a PT is being able to demonstrate to people, I've been where you are and I've done what you want to do. Mm. So that was the first time for me was putting it out there when I was working for myself uh, and you know, starting off the career as a personal trainer. And that was awkward because to me at the time, I looked back on it and always thought to myself, well, yeah, you know, cool photos, man, but you shouldn't have got like that in the first place. Mm. So it's an immediate downplaying of Your what, achievement. What, yeah, some, some achievements because he's like, well, well, you should never have gotten so fat and unhealthy. Um, but, you know, last I checked, I'm not, you know, in possession of a time traveling DeLorean. I can't really go back and change anything. But it's, it's human nature, I think, to do that. And then it was the same thing. Um, after Courtney and I uh, opened our gym, because we, I left, I left the old commercial gym I worked at, and um, Courtney and I opened a gym together, um, and it was uh, rough going early on, mm. to put it mildly, because when you are running your own gym, you've got to do you know the sales and marketing by yourself. It's not like working at a commercial gym where there's already an established member base. You've got to generate your own one. And that's when I realized, because I, I pretty much stopped putting, putting myself and my story out there for, for a while and realized, okay, shit, this needs to happen again. Otherwise, this, this cool gym that we've got is going to sink you know, pretty quickly. Yeah. And I do distinctly remember one night before coming to bed, um, writing up uh, a story about myself and what I've, what I've done with some new perspective and sitting there for about probably 20 minutes on the computer, just waiting for myself to press like the, the enter key to submit, to submit my story online yeah. and to you know, put it out there, so to speak. And it scared the shit out of me. Why? Um, well, because you're talking about putting out yourself and your weaknesses on social media where you are exposed to hundreds of millions of people. Mm. In, in the old commercial gym that I worked at, even though it was very awkward, it was easier to get past because we're talking about a gym with about 1,000 members, but only 400 were active. And then out of that 400, how many are actually going to look at what I've got? Mm. Like we're, so you're talking about, you know, not that many pairs of eyeballs. Yet when you put it out online, it's an unlimited amount of eyeballs and it's typical human nature. The first thing you think of is, oh, what if people criticize me? Yeah. What if people have a go at me? You know, mm -hmm. so that was a scary thing. But the response I got from that was tremendous, shall we say, um, and really opened my eyes to what actually what is actually important when it comes to what we do with people. It's not, it's people don't, people don't really give a fuck about products or, or about training or nutrition. Like the people that Courtney and I work with don't pay for that crap because that's not the important stuff. The important things are the stories mm. um, and the change, the positive change. That's, it, I suppose it's like, you know, stories and storytelling is, is timeless. Yep. You know, and as people, we are forever always fascinated by stories. And when you talk about the, you know, the human story of, of overcoming things and, and making positive change, 
it's a novelty that never wears off. But when the story's about yourself uh, and you're not used to it, it's it's really unnerving. And until you actually do it and realize, oh shit, this is this is bigger and better than I could have ever thought. You think to yourself, Courtney, um, the times you put yourself you put yourself out there in terms of when you did your bikini photo shoot. Mm. Um, you think then as well to when we were on TV last year. Oh yeah. You tried to talk me out of it. Yeah. You tried to talk me out of it because oh, everyone's seen our story. Well, that was wrong. Um, so it, it's still a, a recent relevant thing for even someone like yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, I have learned to embrace my silliness more, but it doesn't mean that it's completely gone away. And it doesn't mean that there aren't still times where I feel the urge to, you know, back off of things in case I look silly. Um, so I still, you know, that's still going to be a fear there of looking silly or embarrassing myself or... Um, but you also, talked, you also talked it down. Yeah. It wasn't so much a fear of looking silly. You were just like, well, everyone's seen this. Yeah. And that's not the case. The thing is, um, stories can inspire people for years and years and years and years and years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's as well as that's just talking down achievements in general as well it's just talking down there's a discussion worth having the achievements and I think that that's what a lot of us tend to do and that's sort of the other direction with this that um, I think it's good to touch on is good to touch on I think I'd like to dive into that diving into uh, yeah just basically downplaying our achievements well you you I mean we can't you and I can never criticize because we are just as bad as our clients are. Yeah, we do it. Let's talk about this from a from our perspective as trainers and coaches. The amount of times that we've made observations with our clients that are positive and they downplay them. Yeah, well, I mean that's and that's just for a lack of being able to take a compliment. And and I was thinking about that as well. And oh, I used to think that people just lacked the ability to take a compliment because they weren't used to hearing them um which might still be true for some people i also think the big thing yes by the way yes which i also think the big thing with compliments that a lot of people um struggle to take compliments because often compliments come during the process of achieving things so you're looking good you're looking great you're doing great and it's always dismissed because it's oh yeah, but I'm not where I want to be. <laughs> yeah. And and, yeah. and and a lot of the time we get so focused on the end goal, we forget to again celebrate those wins along the way. And it's like for a lot of us, it's like we're not allowed to celebrate them because we haven't reached it, the end goal yet. So we can't be you know seem like we're up ourselves by. And I think that's the other thing. A lot of people fear that they're going to look like. They're full of themselves. Well, there's that vanity discussion that you've brought up in the past. Exactly, because because you're accepting a compliment when, you know, you might not yourself think that you are looking the way that you want to look um, yet. So I think all those things come into being so quickly dismissive of compliments. And I think a lot of the time it becomes so natural to just dismiss a compliment that often we don't realize that we're doing it. I had this conversation with a girl on only the other night and I was asking her um this friend of mine I was asking her how she was going um in the past she had had some struggles with um 
some mental health and I asked her how she was going with everything and she told me, oh, yeah, I've done this and I've done this and I'm off medication now and I've, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and all fantastic positive things. And I said to her, I said, oh, my God, that is so great. Congratulations. And she shrugged at me. She looked at me and she shrugged. And I said, excuse me, what is that? And she had, didn't even realize that she had done it. Because it is so natural for a lot of us to just shrug off compliments because she hasn't reached her goal yet that it's so easy just to say, oh, yeah, whatever, you know, and shrug. And it's not until someone else picks up on it and says, excuse me, (laughs) what is that? What's with the shrug? Like, what's this? And then going back through all the awesome things that she just told me that she'd achieved and pointing those out to her and her saying, oh, yeah. And then me forcing her to start the conversation again. And then once she got to the point where I said, congratulations, you're doing really well. Instead of shrugging at me and fobbing off a compliment, she said, thanks, I'm improving. Because that's the other thing as well. You don't just have to say, oh, thanks so much. Yeah, I'm doing, you know, I'm, you know, it's awesome or whatever. If you don't think you're at the stage where you can say, oh, yeah, thanks so much. It's awesome. You can still acknowledge a compliment by saying, thanks so much. I'm working really hard. Or thanks so much. I'm really making great improvements. That sounds familiar. Yeah. So I think that that's where we also get ourselves. We have to try to start picking up when your friends or your loved ones say these things, you have to sort of correct them and make them accept accept the compliment because even I get guilty of it. Matt gets guilty of it because it's so habitual. We just automatically just dismiss compliments. And unless we unless they're pointed out to us and we start forcing ourselves to accept them, we're never going to get in the habit of doing it. Well, do you want to give the example about yourself where you where you have those issues? Yeah, well, I mean, along along my whole journey, people will say to me, oh, you look really good. You know, just, just I get dressed up to go out and people say, oh, wow, you look so good. And I struggle to say, thank you. Just, wow, that's really nice of you to say thank you. Because that's really, at the end of the day, all I would have to say to accept the compliment. But it's so so automatic to just be like, to say something else, to say, oh yeah, it's amazing what makeup can do. Or, um, oh yeah, you know, you make a joke about it. Or it's, it's so easy to fob it off by just shrugging and saying, oh yeah, you know, where I'm not really accepting that person's compliment. And because you also have to remember when you really think about it, the person giving you the compliment, if you just shrug and fob it off, you don't think about it. But that's also not like, it's not great for the person giving you the compliment. It could that, be hurtful. That person then thinks, oh, well, okay, well, fuck you. You know, like, oh, well, why am I going to give her another compliment? You know, it's, 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 it's not only fobbing off your own compliment, you're fobbing off the person giving you the compliment. So you're sort of telling them, oh, I don't really care about your opinion. Well, more than that, um, I, I look at it more than that. Like if I give someone a compliment, like anyone that knows me knows that I don't hand out compliments because I can. Mm. I'll just say whatever the fuck I think about someone, regardless of what it is. So if I'm handing out a compliment to someone, it's because it is deserved. Mm. And I can speak from my experience when I hand them out and they get brushed off. It's actually deflating. 
Yeah. Because then I think to myself, shit, I'll, what I think is their level of self-worth. Mm. Their level of self-worth is still low or could still be low. And they're, just, they're beating themselves up for what they're not as opposed to celebrating what they are and where they're going. Because the thing is, it's easy to say, oh, well, I haven't reached my goal yet. You'll never reach your goal because your no. goal will always change. None of us have so reached our goals my, yet. My, well, my goal when I first started was not to be co-host of a podcast that <clears throat> gets downloaded in 50 different countries. <laughs> um, I, my goal wasn't to be a gym owner. You know, my goal, okay, my goal was to have a hot wife, <laughs> but not this hot. Well, your goal was not to have type 2 diabetes. No, I mean, in terms of when I started to make the changes. Yeah. Where things have are, are gone to, my goal was just not to be unhealthy and not to be fat. Yeah. But the goals have progressed along the way. And now, you know, Courtney and I have goals of travel. You know, we want to um, get this podcast out there to more and more people. Um, but they're goals that didn't exist a few years ago. Point I'm making is that your goals will always change. So to me, a line of, oh, well, that's nice of you to say, but I haven't reached my goal yet. Well, newsflash, you won't because it, your, your goal will always progress as you progress. But I think what it also does is it takes the focus away, which is a mistake, on the good things that you've done to get to where you are. Mm. So if someone is looking better and they're looking, you know, like, you can see it when someone's starting to lose weight. Like, I, you, you told me how you go with this one, Courtney, but for me, having a very well-trained eye and a lot of experience, if someone's starting to change, I'll pick it very quickly. Mm. And I've got different ways that I can pick it in terms of, you know, the way their face is, their eyes, um, their proportions. Uh, an easy one is if someone's looking taller, it's not because they're growing taller, it's because they're trimming up. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you can say, oh, geez, hey, you're starting to... You're starting to shape up here. This is looking really, really good. And and what's the response here? Oh, yeah, I'm not there yet. Yeah. Well, you're fucking close to where you were three days ago or three months ago. Like, you, you don't change. You don't make progress on good intentions alone. The fact that you're giving a compliment means you're doing something well and you're mm. doing something better mm. than what you were doing it. Um, but you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and preach about, oh, everyone should learn to take compliments because I'm just as bad. You are just as bad. I'm just as bad. And I can understand fully the the mindset of, you know, yep, I've done well, but I want to get more. And that's how I exist. Hmm. But it's something that I've been working on um, with the advice of Courtney because I'm notorious for being terrible at taking compliments because all I think of is, well, what am I working on next? Yeah. So that's been an area I've been making improvements in. But being able to see the same thing with the people I work with, you know, I get, I get where the issue is there. Yeah, I think it's really easy always to pick these things up in other people, but it's really hard, obviously, to pick up these sort of habitual habits. Habitual habits? Whoa. <laughs> really? <laughs> see? I say silly things sometimes. Habitual habits, yes. I... It's, it's really easy to... Um... The habitual habits are the worst ones. <laughs> The non-habitual habits, they're okay to deal with. the prime example of the ability to laugh at yourself when you say dumb shit. And that's what I do um, often. But the point, I was, the point I was going to make was it's really hard to see these things in yourself. And that's why it's really good to, have, to be able to point it out to loved ones or the people around you when it does happen 
and you notice it in them because you always pick it up when other people do it. You never will pick it up when you do it yourself. It's the same thing with me and Matt. I'll pick Matt up, he'll pick me up, do but I we ever? won't see it in ourselves. Yeah. It's so, also, I think, when you pay someone a compliment, someone that you care about, and it just gets brushed off, it almost feels like rejection. It is. It's a real sort of slap in the face because it can it can be a real, oh, moment. And I think that's the other thing I wanted to touch on with a lot of people, I think, with in terms of accepting the compliment, often I think maybe we talk ourselves into feeling like people are giving us compliments to be nice, to be nice, but they don't really mean it, maybe. And I think genuine friends and people that care about you wouldn't do that for nothing. I don't think anyone would pay you a compliment for no reason. Like, what a waste of time. If you don't care about somebody and you don't feel strongly about them, why are you going to waste your time giving them a compliment? So I I think pretty much all compliments are given sincerely unless somebody wants something from you in return. I think most of the time (laughs) it it says more about the person on the receiving end who can't take it mm. than it does about the person giving it. And it just shows, I think as well, an inability to really recognize the small wins yes. and the small wins that are essential and that you do get along the way. And that's, you know, that's something that Courtney and I do with all the people that we work with. Anything that's a victory, no matter how big or small it may seem, we like to recognize it. So for someone, for example, who's been sitting on the couch for 15 years and they developed a routine of regular exercise, that's a... Oh, there we go. Sorry. Tickle in my throat. That's a win. Mm. Something as simple as the the habit of regular movement is a win. If someone doesn't eat breakfast and then starts having something for breakfast on a a daily basis, that's a win. You know? Um, I think... These wins go well beyond like, oh, I haven't lost my 50 kilos yet, so I haven't succeeded. Bullshit. Because to get to the end the end goal, certain things need to happen along the way. So all these small wins that, that are necessary add up to the big win, well, the big wins down the track. But people overlook it mm. because the focus is entirely on, oh, well, I haven't, I haven't hit this gigantic milestone yet. Yeah, but mate, to get to this gigantic milestone, you have to hit these small ones along the way. Yet... We just don't recognize them. Yeah, and I think that that's slowly working on those, you know, celebrating those small wins gives us, starts to give us a little bit of perspective in this area because, Matt, you said when when our business colleague uh, told you about that story about his friend, your immediate reaction and still the immediate reaction when I started telling our listeners about this story, your immediate reaction still was to think, oh, well, no who big cares? Deal. Like, who cares about my story? Like, who cares? But you were able to pick yourself up in your own mind and say, oh, no, actually, it is a big deal. So It's a massive deal. I think that that has been able to come about because you have, over time, been able to slowly celebrate those wins and it gives you over time more perspective of things and you are able to slowly start picking yourself up on these sort of um when these thoughts come up rather than 
only focusing on the negative and that's it, it going out of your mind, you were able to turn it around in the space of, you know, a minute of, of the, that thought coming into your mind, you were able to turn it straight around. Mm. So I think that that is also the importance of, of learning to celebrate those small wins over time because it does start to develop a new habit. And once you, you start that new good habit, it's going to overpower the shit habit of just brushing off um, a lot of this stuff when it comes up, whether someone pays you a compliment uh, in sort of the general terms of coming and telling you how good you look or how well you've done at something, or it's a compliment in terms of what happened to Matt where someone's paying him a compliment in a roundabout way by saying, look, I'm using your That's you, not, your inspiration. That's not a roundabout way. That's a gigantic compliment. Well, it is, but it's not someone just complimenting you on the way you look, I mean. So there's compliments that come at you in, in a lot of different forms. So it's still a compliment, uh, but we've just been talking a lot about compliments about you know the way you look or how well you've done or how much weight you've lost. But someone telling you that you in, you're an inspiration to them is still a compliment. Oh, massive. And you being able, to, in your own mind, Matt, to be able to turn that around from your initial automatic thought of, oh, well, it's no big deal, to being able to straight away turn around and check yourself and say, actually, it is a big deal. Yeah, and that's because you know, it's something I've been working on for a long time. Mm. Um, but also, one thing I think that you get um, as a result of, of celebrating the small wins along the way and being able to, to accept things like this is your level of self-worth goes up and you can be like, oh, that's that's really awesome. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Mm. So that's how I look at that, um, where that, that initial reaction of, oh, yeah, no big deal is what I would have been thinking permanently. Yeah. Where now, as you said yourself, like, hey, a minute into it, like, oh, actually, that's bullshit. This is, this is really cool. And it is really cool. Um, because I think it's very easy to underestimate the effect that you can have on people when you have a pretty good change, mm. the effect you can have on those around you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, so to me, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's humbling and, uh, I'll just keep on trucking. Yeah. Well, that's it because you can have both. What you can do is you can accept the compliment and you can feel really proud of that, but you can also say, I'm going to keep pushing harder. So they're not mutually exclusive. You don't have to say, oh, I'm not, I'm in your mind, you don't have to not accept the compliment because you're not where you want to be. You can still want more and accept and be um, thankful and be grateful for a, for a compliment that's been given to you. So I think a lot of the time as well with us uh, as humans, we tend to think that it's sort of an all or nothing thing that we, it can't be both things and it can be. So, yeah, I think that that's been a really good discussion. So what's your, your tip of the day here, Courtney? My tip of the day will be habitually work on your habits. No, I'm just kidding. Fucking <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Just had to throw that one in I, there. Uh, the fish almost bit that one. Very just had good. to throw that one in there. No, my tip of the day is definitely... Um, to well it's twofold i think i definitely want to give a shout out for people to not underestimate their own story and their own inspiration on others uh, people around them and my tip of the day will be also to i want to say embrace the silliness 
because I think Matt, you're going to talk about um, your your you're probably going to give a tip about celebrating the small wins. So my tip I really want to give is to embrace the silliness in you, to not be afraid of looking silly because that often holds us back from putting out stuff into the world. And if we're not putting ourselves out there, um, we can't inspire other people. I think you also don't inspire yourself Yeah, quite so much. So just like I do, if, if you say something silly or if you trip over or if you accidentally wear see-through leggings to the gym and people can see your undies, you know what? <laughs> this just also happened to me before. Um, who cares? Like it, it's really, it's not the end of the world. And, you know, if you can start to, the moment that I was able to start laughing at myself, um, mm. I can tell you that it, the, there's a lot of my stress and anxiety went away. But not all. No, just like anything else, I'm still going to have my moments where something comes up and I feel like a goose and I can't shake it off and laugh at myself. But I would say that, you know, definitely overwhelming majority of the time I am able to have a good laugh at myself and be, you know, pretty much like, oh, well, who cares? What's your what's your tip of the day, Matt? Um, well, you, Courtney, gave two tips of the day for your I one did. tip of the day. So that's just how we roll the Weight Loss Podcast. We over-deliver. Um, my tip of the day would be to habitually work on your habits. <laughs> Great tip. Actually, you, you, you did indeed pick my tip. You nailed that one, D. That's why we're married. Yeah, indeed, celebrate the small wins. Yes. Recognize everything you're doing that is better than the way you were doing it previously. Because it's no fluke. And trust me, it adds up. Yes. So it can be as simple as consistent workouts. It can be as simple as improving the quality of your workouts. Doing your first ever meal prep. Eating breakfast regularly. Getting to sleep half an hour earlier. Learning to take a compliment. That is also a small win. Mm-hmm. So yes, my, my tip of the day sponsored by Habitual Habits <laughs> is to celebrate the small wins and recognize those little achievements you're making because it helps. All of them help and all of them add up to something pretty, pretty cool down the track. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. And can I just say, don't celebrate them quietly either because that's not going to help work on your habits of accepting a compliment. Put it out there. Put it out there that you've achieved these things. Everyone's like, on Facebook. Use it, allow use it constructively the, yeah, for Yeah, allow the people around you in your life to to compliment you on the small wins. Yeah, my, <laughs> the other tip of the day in, on that one is just share one less funny cat video from YouTube <laughs> and replace it with um, a post recognizing and celebrating something well that you've done. Yeah. Because you watch what effect it has. I know for me, um, when I put things up like that, I get people commenting that I haven't heard from in years. It's like, yep. wow, you're still alive. And people say often, actually, on that, say to me, "Yet I don't want to. I don't want to inspire the world. I just want to, you know, do what I'm doing." But it, you may not. We're not talking about inspiring the world. You know, Matt and I obviously reach a lot more people because of what we do for a living. But for a lot of people, it might just be inspiring their kids or it might be inspiring their their, their husband or their wife or their partner or their parents or that, their sister. And that's a real big deal. Or just someone in their life or their best friend, just someone in their life that can take something that they're doing 
and use it as inspiration. Um, you never know, you know, who, who you're going to help with those sort of things. And, and that was the prime example of that story that I told at the start. You never know who you're going to help with this sort of stuff. Um, and, it, and it does. It feels really, really good to feel like that you're, all the, the pain and effort that you're going through to make your own life better um, might actually just help someone else. Wow. Okay, that, that's a wrap. Um, you hit the uh, nail on the head with that one. So let's go to emails. Emails. Your This is Matt's segment because I don't read out loud because I suck at it. So where's, <laughs> so this is, you know, insert silly music here. Dun, 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 Thank you. Uh, this email comes from Danielle. Thanks, Danielle, for writing us. We Thank- love receiving emails. Thanks and hello. Hi, Matt and Courtney. I think you need to get rid of Courtney from the show. Matt, you are clearly the star. That's fine. I'll start my own show. Thanks, Danielle, for your advice. Okay, the real email. (laughs) Hi, Matt and Courtney. I love your down-to-earth, totally relatable way in which you share information on your podcast. Most of it is all common sense, but we all forget the common sense stuff, and I love being reminded. Yes, common sense, not so common. Uh, I wanted to suggest the topic of L-I-S-S versus H-I-T-T. Mm. I'd like your viewpoint on the benefits of both. Thank you, Danielle. Yes, great, great email, Danielle. Question. So, um, Courtney, you want to have a crack at this or shall I? Oh, no, you can go straight into it I because it's right there. up your alley. But it is a great question because a lot of people see these... Um, oh, what's the word? What's the, what's the word? I've got no idea what you the know, fuck when, you're when you You know, when you take words and you just take the first letter from each word acronyms acronyms thank you a lot of people see these as a lot of acronyms in the fitness industry um, people love them and they tend to they tend to they, there's new ones floating up all the time but you might have seen these two acronyms a lot and there's a lot of people that struggle to know what they are so it's a great question all right so courtney what does h-i-t-t stand for hit a lot of people just call it hit uh which is a style of training it is high intensity interval training. That's correct. Yes. Uh, oh, it's like it's like um, who wants to be a millionaire? Questions. <laughs> and what is LISS? Now, idea. Low intensity steady state. I knew it was low something. Just sort of cut you off there. Thank you. Okay, so Danielle, first thing I'll do is point you towards some episodes of our podcast. Um, episode number eight back in the day mm. that would now be possibly considered a retro episode it was about 12 months ago um episode eight exercise and weight loss what's the best uh i would also recommend episode number 46 what's the best way to do cardio now i will still touch on these two things here because why would we read an email out and not answer it properly correct um okay so Benefits of both, very, very simple. Uh, H-I-T-T, high intensity interval training. Uh, well, it's actually, actually, it's H-I-I-T, um, but that's okay. We'll move on. Um, high intensity interval training is very, very good at spiking your metabolism. So you're burning more energy at rest. Um, in terms of fat loss, it has been shown in research to have a more dramatic effect on fat loss, which is what we want, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Okay, so the low intensity stuff... Um, is more you're going to be using it for recovery. So things like walking, bike riding, yeah. swimming, 
for some people, depending on their level of fitness, even a jog could be considered low intensity. Mm. For me, it would not be. Um, that's a personal thing. Uh, so the mistake a lot of people make is they they use the the less intense exercise as their form of cardio, intense cardio. Doesn't quite work that way. The less intense movement is more of a um, an auxiliary or an accessory to the high intensity stuff. So with the the low intensity movement, that's good for all of us, mm. uh, especially as we get older. Uh, movement is is rather paramount. High intensity stuff means you're pushing your body, you're pushing your limits, um, both internally and externally in terms of you know your lung capacity, heart rate, but also just your physical ability to move or do things at a pretty fast, intense pace. Um, so you're not going to be able to do many many high intensity interval sessions a week. Um, most people will be doing well doing one to two, but it can depend on the individual, of course. Um, but just to keep this relatively simple and not to go five hours with this thing, which I could, um, in terms of weight loss and fat loss, high intensity interval training is way, 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 way more effective. Yeah. So things as well that you're not good at. So you're, you're picking you're picking exercises to do with high intensity training that that your body's going to really have to work hard for and not that, you know, as Matt said, a lot of people... Um, get stuck in doing low intensity uh, activity as as their cardio each week and a lot of it, a lot of people tend to do the same thing over and over and over again. And so what might have been difficult and challenging a year ago is no longer really that difficult and challenging well, e- for your body. Even a couple of months ago. So mm. yeah, as Courtney was saying, when it comes to cardio, um, the better you get at it, the less effective it is at actually burning fat and losing weight. So this is the discussion about fitness versus fat loss. Yes. So, for example, I would never advise someone if they want to, you know, look their best and feel their best to go run a marathon. To go run a marathon, you've got to be very, very fit and very, very good at running a marathon. But the training for that, for example, is going to be dramatically different to if your goal is to look your best. Yes. Make sense? Unless you really want to look like a marathon runner. And if you do, like, go for it. Um, this is not the podcast for you. No. Uh, so I hope that answers the question. But for more of a deep dive, Danielle, I recommend uh, hitting up those two episodes, 8 and 43, did I just say? It's definitely 8. I remember 8. I don't eight, remember the No, other. 8 and 46. 8 and 46. There episode you go. 8 and episode 46. Good to see I know my own show. If you do have any uh, questions that you would like us to answer, Please email us. Uh, you can email us. The email address is podcast at theweightlosspodcast.com. We love getting emails. It makes us feel special. It's a compliment, actually, can I just say, to get an email. Um, so keep them coming. Uh, Courtney, let's wrap this up. Yes. This is what we call a show and hopefully a good one. Yes. I hope you're able to get something out of it. And we look forward to the next one. Speak to you soon. Bye. Get more free tips, listen to previous episodes and contact Matt and Courtney at theweightlosspodcast.com.